We're going to keep his commandments no matter what, because we love him. You know, when you're in love with someone, you don't mind making sacrifices. You don't mind giving gifts. You don't mind doing that extra. You'll go the extra mile because you love them. Bless your Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. If you miss any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on Demand. And it will take you to our message archive. You know, and, and we're still on Tuesdays. We're, we're plowing through, we're working through the book of Ezekiel. And I pray that you are learning. Uh, you know, we, it has not been exhausted, but it has been educational you know, and learning and understanding the Lord and the way the Lord feels. It's important to know, you know, how your companion feels in any relationship. It's important to know how your boss feels. You know, those that are over you, your overseers, and you know, it's important to know whomever you're associated with, how they feel in body language and direct communication, all of that, tells a story. All of that gives us insight and in what we do with it. What we do with it. What are you doing? What are you going to do with the information that you receive? You know, this is a season of recovery, revitalization, you know, restoration. It's not based upon the pre-existing uh, Saturnalia, the, the Yule or winter uh, so this, or the new year that, that may come, but based upon the word of God, you know, because a lot of things that uh, we don't want to base our belief, our faith in there, and what God does is not based upon the traditions of men, but it's based upon his word. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will stand. And did you know God has a calendar? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God's keeping track of time, even though he is out of time, uh, he is still keeping track of time. He's keeping track of, of, of multiple things that are occurring. And so the Bible tells us that I believe it's over in Malachi that those that feared the Lord often spake one to another and a book of remembrance was written. And so uh, God is keeping record. He's keeping track of all that's going on, you know, and so. I want to make sure that that God has a record of, uh, of Pastor Carl living holy. I want to make sure that God has a record of Pastor Carl giving him praise and doing his will, reaching out to those that that he can reach out to. And, and I hope you feel the same, you know, that you want your record uh, to be on high, that you are doing whatever God has called you to do. My prayer is that you will receive and begin speaking those things that are not as though they were. And when you pray, you ought to ask the Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Many of the mistakes that are made and when it comes to praying is that people are praying for things and, you know, God doesn't have a problem with that. But sometimes we're praying and we're out the will of God or what we're praying about is out the will of God. And so if you pray and ask the Lord to and line up with his will, God said this. He said, I will give you the desires of your heart. So if we just line up with the word of God and walk in obedience, 
his word is already established that I'll even give you the desires of your heart. Now, he's not going to give us something that we can't handle. And if you give you something, uh, you're going to have to work it. <laughs> you're going to have to work it. Uh, you know, uh, I'm praying, you're praying for God to give you a job. When he give you the job, don't get there and become non, you know, become all lack the day ago and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But you work that job, you know, show who you are. Learn the things that other people are not learning. Avoid the conversations that people are having that that's not going to take them anywhere. You know, I, I remember teaching uh, my, uh, telling my, my children that uh, you don't want to be around that person that's telling you how you can make more money. You can make more money, man. You really don't need to be here, you know, because all they're doing is setting you up so that you leave. They're going to stay there. But they're getting you out the way because there's something they see that, that you, uh, you know, they see you and they see you as a threat. So you have to be careful about those things, uh, you know, and so use wisdom, use understanding, work the opportunity that God has blessed you with uh, to your fullness. You know, Sunday was talking about reading and, uh, you know, and I, I just want to encourage you because I think uh, I personally, I think it is so important. And the word of God stresses it too. the word of God stresses to us the importance of knowledge. And so the, the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You know, it, we, be, we, we find ourselves messing up our money because we don't know nothing. We don't know enough about money. It's not something that's really talked about often among uh, our peers. Uh, and so uh, he said, told, um, he said, write the vision and make it plain. So see, there in, in the vision, when there's a vision, you know, and in the natural, you write a business plan. God in the script said, write the vision. He told that to Habakkuk, write the vision so that people, when they read it, see, when they read it, that they'll run. The scripture also tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God. We're going to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Let's take that, that same principle and study to show ourselves approved in our work environment and our different things. So if you're looking for a new job, if you graduate, all that, I want you to have faith and hope that your abilities and stuff is not going to be wasted because you're walking in the will of God and God is going to open up opportunity for you. He, he, I know this for myself. I know this from personal experience, what God will do. Let me just let me just give you a little bit of this. I learned how important it is to spend time reading. I was out uh, working in the Hollywood Hills and I would I, I got tired of being in the sun, really. And so I would go uh, when I leave, I would go and, and post myself someplace. I would go park. I wouldn't park that Arsenio Hall's house and used to just sit there and just study for hours, just study, you know, listening to the radio. If a call came in, I'd go handle that. And But I would study and I studied until I learned enough where uh, I went and they, I was denied a position. I went back again. And this time they was looking for a specific type of person that knew macros and different things. And I aced it. I scored in the 90s. That opened opportunity up for me. Uh, I went to an interview and I, they asked a question about the interview. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that. But um, and I had to go back and do some research on it before the interview day came up. And a friend of mine said, look at your home uh, minister 
uh, Furtado, she said, look at your home experience. And I want you to equate uh, bank reconciliation and those different things to your experience and learn to talk about it comfortably as if you were talking about your personal business. And I went into that interview and did that. And I was there for 20 years. I was there for 20 years working that job as a young man. And then I moved on into programming. I moved on and and through just self taking the self initiative of studying, you know, and I got laughed at, you know, by people that was they fell away. But but then God opened opportunity up for me one day. I got a call from a recruiter and the recruiter said, and I, I kept pushing him off. No, that's not I don't I'm not interested in that. And he said, man, he said, God wants you to have that job. That job is designed for you. And I never met this individual. And so I, I went and not only did I go, I was there for two hours and was given a blank check to start that position. And so I was hired on the spot. That's what God did. And it was through and it was in a rough time in my life. I mean, things were falling apart. Things were falling apart. No, that wasn't a break in the, in the transmission. I, I just, you know, we start talking about the goodness of God and what God can do. You know, it humbles you. It humbles you because it was not every day was not a good day. And so I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to give God a praise. And I want you to learn how to give God a praise too. Uh, as the songwriter said, through the good and through the bad, I'll praise you when I'm happy and when I'm sad. And so you want to uh, you want to learn what God has and apply the word of God as he has called. Uh, you know, I, the scripture says iron sharpens iron. And but my question is, if both pieces of iron are dull, then what does that do for you? You know, I know what the word of God says, and I know I just want you to think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to be mentally challenged so that you can grow. You want uh, God wants to you to appreciate and enjoy the funniest, the fullness, the sensuous and the, uh, the, the, the all of the good stuff that there is, you know, the, the compliment uh, uh, things of this life. God wants you to enjoy that. And you'll enjoy things much better, you know, when you understand things, too. And so you want to sharpen uh, the, your, your spouse. You want to sharpen, you know, in relationship. You want to, as you uh, talk to one another, you want to challenge one another. I'm not talking about debating and all of that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about in your conversation when you're not laughing uh, hard, falling all over the floor, just having a good time. You know, there's some challenges. There's some thoughts that... And so even in laughter, there are some thoughts in there, too. So listen, we're going into the book of Ezekiel. Uh, this is Ezekiel 33. And we have spent some time and and, and I'm telling you, wow. Uh, Ezekiel 33, beginning at verse one. And, and uh, I, uh, let's let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and honor you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. I honor you, Lord, for your mercy uh, throughout this day, how you've turned situations around. Lord God, how you provided wisdom, uh, knowledge, and understanding. Lord God, and I pray and ask that you would bless your listeners. 
bless the people that are listening this evening, those that will be listening later. Lord God, I ask that you would open our understanding. Help us all to decrease that you may increase in Jesus' name. Lord, stir up the gift, the gift in the individuals that are listening, Lord God. You know the gifts that is in their life, Lord God, and as many of them are aware of the gifts that you have manifested unto them. And I pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, to walk in the spirit of boldness, Lord Jesus, to use the gifts so that others will know your presence is near, Oh Lord God, that they will know and understand the kingdom of God is present. Lord, I ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ezekiel 33 uh, says, Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, when I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchmen. If when they see the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever heareth the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come, and take any person from among them. He is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. That watchman has a responsibility. I want to talk about that, the watchman, the watchman. And, and this is not uh, a DC comic strip. It's the real deal. And with so many distractions out there, the lines of true fellowship and worship have been blurred in many ways. And so we're not here to blur uh, the worship or the praise or the word of God at all. Understand that uh, this is a Bible believing church from Genesis to Revelation, you know, and, uh, and what matters is the word of God. My opinion does not matter. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter what position title that you that someone has earned from the organization or any of those things. What matters is the word of God. What matters is the word of God, because everyone. Matter of fact, when we stand before the Lord, um, uh, the only testimony that that some are going to have is that they preached in Jesus name. They cast out devils in Jesus name. They prophesied in his name. And he's not going to have a good word for them. And so you want to make sure that you abide in your calling and abide uh, as Ezekiel. He was abiding in his calling. And I, I'm, I almost stepped into saying something there uh, for, uh, about Ezekiel, but let's let's keep it to where we are. And so uh, the interpretation of the scripture that have been uh, customized their interpretations. People have interpreted the scripture. They have customized it to fit uh, their individual desire. 
instead of God's intended purpose. Now, people that do that are no different than the Pharisees. They're no different than the Sadducees, the Herodians, excuse me. They're no different than uh, any of them. They're no different because they have taken the word of God and they have uh, did an exegesis. And that means when they have they have removed critical explanations and interpretation of the scripture. Some of them uh, have even did an ISA uh, Jesus, uh, meaning that they have read into the scripture their own ideals. Now, this is a stern warning to every man, woman, boy and girl that reading uh, regarding the misuse of the scriptures. Deuteronomy 4, 1 through 2 says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach. For to do them that ye may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord uh, your fathers give to you. The Lord God of your fathers that have carved out, have made provision, uh, and he said, you shall not add unto the word which I command you. Neither shall you diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. That's what the Lord wants. Plain and simple. The Lord is saying, keep the commandments that I've given that's been handed down from generation to generation to generation to generation. And Israel would not do it. They would not do it. They, uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb entered into the promised land. But the, the people that came out of Egypt did not enter into the promised land. Their children did, not the, not the people that came out. The scripture plainly says that Joshua and Caleb were of a different spirit. In other words, they had a different mindset. They followed the word of God. They made observation of what others were doing and what they were not doing. You ought to look around you. See what others are doing and what they're not doing and see how well it's working for them. The Bible says go to church. Now, I know about the stay at home and all that, but listen to what the scripture is saying, uh, you know, because it hasn't always been a stay at home order. Uh, and, you know, and it's been up, it's been lifted, it's been uh, you can go in and use these certain restrictions and people are still not doing it. The Bible says go to church. You say, I don't need to. I've heard ministers say they don't need to. The church has never been. Uh, the Bible said there was a church in the wilderness and they were in attendance. And when they could not go to church because of captivity, because of the disobedience, because of their hardness of their heart, uh, Solomon prayed and said, Lord, if they are in captivity and if they even look in the direction of the temple and pray and repent of their sins, hear their prayer. So we have to make sure that we're clear about what the word of God, what well, the word of God is very clear. But as we minister the word of God, don't take away from it. Don't add anything to it. Don't 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 take uh, don't tickle people ears to make them feel. What does the word of God say? It says the church is important. It is the I'll just put it like this. It's the ark that you need to abide in. The Lord said, the scripture said, unless you abide in the ship, 
Uh, this is what Paul had told them. Unless you abide in the ship, you're not going to be saved. But there are those that said, I don't, I don't need to do that. The Bible says don't lie. And there are many that says, well, you know, a little lie is not going to hurt anyone. Well, guess what? Uh, you, you keep telling a little lie. You, you told so many little lies. After a while, you have a, you don't just have a cup of lies. You have a, a basket full of after a while. You have a, buck, a bucket full of lies after a five gallon bucket full of lies. You know, you got to stop. Don't lie. Let me how people want to talk about homosexuality and and how terrible ah you know and all that kind of stuff. I had a gentleman that was just going crazy one day in, in front of the church, just saying things, and I'm like, man, you need to calm down because first off, you're wrong in in, in wanting to attack an individual because of something that they are involved in, and I didn't even go down the path of what he was doing, but that's not the there. Every sin has its reward. And so God said this about lying. He said a liar will not tarry in his sight. A liar is not even going to have the opportunity to stand in the presence of God and open his mouth up because God said, that's not, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not handling that. So don't be a liar. If you're lying, stop lying. Because you're not going to stand in the presence of God for anything if it's not repentance, if it's not about you uh, stop to stop lying. Hmm, bless your Lord. The Bible said, seek the seek ye first the kingdom of God. And there are those that say, you know, I found it already. I believe in God. Mission accomplished. And so they have deviated from the word of God. Now, like the U.S. Postal Service, you know, the, the mailman, the mailwoman. But let me tell you something. Don't mess with the don't mess with the U.S. Postal Service. You know, if you mess with those with the U.S. Postal Service, you wind up doing time in a federal federal jail. Don't mess with them. You you annoy them, get on their nerves and all that. I, I know this. Uh, I know this, trust this, I know this from what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I've watched others experience. They will arrest you, and you will do some time. The watchman is even more dangerous than the U.S. Postal Service or the mailman that's delivering it. And so the, the watchman has been charged to deliver the word uh, or face consequences from God. Why would God place such consequences on the watchman? You know, many want to be a minister, but they don't think about I'm a watchman for that person's soul. I'm a watchman for the souls that uh, that are that are involved in this ministry. Uh, I'm a watchman. There is a, resp a, a responsibility for watching over every soul, whether it is one, one hundred, one thousand. Uh, there's a responsibility of watching over the souls that are connected to you. So there are consequences for the watchman. He is called, and that call looks glamorous because people have looked at the success of others. Wow, you know, I'm looking over here, I'm looking at, uh, at this church over here, and they, they have a lot of members and it just looks so, you know, but you don't know uh, how that started out. It may have started out, in a storefront with just a husband and a wife and a daughter. 
You don't know how it started out and how long it took to, to, to plow the ground and to work that ministry to where it is today. There are many testimonies like that. And then uh, you just happen to come in and it's already been established and it looks glamorous, but you don't know the work that was put in it. And someone else inherits that work and you think that they didn't preach that all those souls out. Someone else did. And it was laborious. It was laborious. And so when we we look at being a watchman or we don't think about the pastor or the minister that that comes and the evangelist as being a watchman because God sends them on a uh, to deliver a word to the, a certain congregation or to a certain group of people somewhere. Uh, we don't think about them as being the watchmen, but they are. And God called them uh, with expectations. Not just when you get a, a pat on the back, you know, because sometimes you minister the word of God and there is no one to pat you on the back. Uh, sometimes you minister the word of God and you walk away wondering. And, and I know there are ministers that, that will hear this and will attest to it. And you go home and, and you, you or you driving down the street on your way home. And, you know, are you sitting back and you're thinking about it when no one else is around and you're wondering, Lord, did they get the message? Did they understand? Did, are they embracing it? You know, it's, just, it's not just a shout. It's not just a jump. It's not just a death. Lord, did they receive it? Did they receive your word? Sometimes the minister, is, after they've ministered the word of God, those questions are, are being asked with tears in their eyes. Those questions are being asked with a heaviness of heart because they know the weight of the matter and what and why God had sent that word to him because or to her, because the word comes to us first and we have to apply it in our lives. And then we give it to you. And so it, it no one is above the word of God. So the word not when it's not a pat on the back and when the people have stone faces. When the people have deaf ears, when they are dumb, no one is saying amen. You know, that's not my message, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. God never and he never will ask us to do anything that we are not capable of doing. Everything God has required of us, we're capable of doing it. And that's why he required it. So that individual that's been called to be a watchman uh, is capable. They're capable. Uh, they're capable when God has called them, when God, uh, I want to emphasize that, when God has called them, God has called them. Uh, everyone is not called by God. Uh, there are some that are standing in the podium and, and, uh, and, and uh, among people that uh, they've got it down to a rhythm. And so they consider themselves not a, um, not a pastor's, or a watchman, but they consider themselves as being an inspirational speaker. Listen, I'm going to inspire you to do the will of God, but I'm Pastor Carl Henderson. I'm a pastor. And that's what God had called me to be. And there's a responsibility for that. And to each individual that is actually called to be a pastor. Uh, God did not say that an inspirational speaker was a gift. It is not a gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, someone could be very charismatic. So can the devil. The Bible said that the devil can transform and his and his associates, demons can transform themselves. Well, the devil is a demon, too. It's not. Uh, it, it, but listen, 
uh, all of them are fallen angels. The Bible said that they can transform themselves into ministers of light. And so you have to be careful. That's why it requires us to be on our knees, praying and seeking God and, you know, and, and, and paying close attention to what's going on and staying close to the shepherd. You got to stay close to the shepherd. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, here we go. Ezekiel received a personal message from the Lord. He did not hang up. Uh, he didn't send it to voicemail. Uh, neither did he send the Lord emoji. I'll get, I'll get you later. You know, seven years, the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel and it was not an easy message. It was not a message of hope, but it was a message of chastisement because of Israel's behavior. Now, God was cleaning house and he has to clean house with us. Mm -hmm. Everyone. God is, God is at work, working on the minister, the pastor, even, you know, none of us have arrived. We're all striving. We're all pressing to, to, to get to the high mark and the calling in Christ Jesus. And so uh, none of us have arrived. And, uh, you know, uh, we have to maintain. Uh, Paul said, I crucify this flesh daily. Well, guess what? I have to crucify this flesh daily, too. I have to break, excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. I have to bring my thoughts and everything into subjection as well. When I pray, I ask God, Lord, forgive me of things that I may not even have thought about. Uh, you know, I may have thought about, but then I forgot about it and didn't recognize that whatever I thought about was offensive to you. Ezekiel. God cleans house and God has a clean house with us, too, so that we can enter into the prophecy of hope. I, you don't want to just receive blessings on top of blessings and, you know, and, 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 and come to find out that's your final reward. You don't have nothing else coming. That's not what I want. God said, I'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll open avenues and doors up for you and you can enter into the land and enter into the prosperity and the property. Uh, the promises that I have made throughout history to his elect. All we have to do is walk in obedience and apply his word. Second verse, son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, when I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him to their watchmen. Now, the message is to a particular group of people. When, when we're reading the word of God, it's not, applied, it's not applied to everyone. It applies only to whosoever will let him come. That's who it applies to. So whosoever will, if they're not coming, it doesn't apply to them. Uh, many like to embrace Deuteronomy 28. Uh, but listen, uh, read that entire chapter. Again, I, I, I want to read that entire chapter because... It talks about how the Lord will bless, but it also talks about if you live according to my word. And so many are not living according to his word, even though they want to uh, claim it and name it. You know, they want to put a stake on it. This is it. But listen, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, when I bring a sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him for their watchman. Now, this watchman is really uh, an individual to be, when they're doing their job, to be appreciated. We talk about heroes. 
you know, this watchman is someone that you would look and say, man, that is someone to give respect to and to honor because they are watching out for us. They see that they can see what others cannot see. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. They see what others don't see. And you need to recognize that. Now, that that's what the Lord wants you to know. They need to recognize. You have to recognize the watchman sees what you, your eyes, yet you might be praying, you might be seeking it, but you're not going to see what the watchman sees. The message was to a particular group of people. Ezekiel's message was to a people that he was well acquainted with. Ministers, you should know your audience and the message God wants to give them. You're only going to get that through prayer and fasting and, you know, and listening, being attentive to, to what the Lord is saying. Know when to digress and when to progress, when to increase and when to decrease. You have to know uh, how to give uh, milk. To, you you got a baby. You got to give some milk to the baby. You know, you just got to you got to what they used to do is they would rub dates on the um on the baby's gum to help them, you know, nurse uh, better. And so you, you got to use, you know, that kind of wisdom and knowledge and know that you, you're feeding uh, a certain individual and you can't give them meat. They'll choke on it. They don't have teeth to, to, to chew it up or anything like that. You know, there's come a time where you're going to have to chew the meat, uh, you know, for the baby and then feed it to the baby. Uh, and so uh, that's the only way they're going to be able to get it. And so the, the meat is for those with teeth. Let the people know when I call something to happen. Let the people know when I call something to happen. This is important. And so that means that you're watching. The watchman has a responsibility to be looking. The watchman has the responsibility to be listening. The watchman has the responsibility to be attentive. If the people Take someone they are familiar with and set him as a watchman. See, this is an important element here because uh, the minister has a responsibility uh, to the hearts of the people. And so most likely uh, these were elders of Israel or an elder, and they were looked to as being a wise person. Uh, wise, uh, wise men among the those of the wisest uh, of the people, but yet they had to have. They needed to be called by God as well. It's not enough to just say, "Well, you know, they look, they look good. Let me just put them up." No, they need a calling. They need to be anointed by God. They need to. They need God's touch. You know, remember when when uh, Samuel went down to Jesse's house and. Uh, he looked at his sons and and he was like, surely this one is God must be calling this one. You know, look at him. You know, he's physically fit, you know, and he can stand among the people. And, you know, and God said, I don't look at the outward appearance of man. I'm looking at the heart. And so uh, Samuel wind up asking him, do you have another son? And, and Dave, there was David out there in the field with the sheep, you know, watching the landmines, you know, not to step in it, getting back to, you know. Uh, kicking back, playing the harp and, you know, those sort of things and, and just and, and looking up at the sky and just whatever he was doing. And when uh, when he came in, 
the ram's horn that had the wax on it, uh, it melted and David was anointed, not because of his statue and because he looked so awesome in the eyes of everyone, but he was the one that God had selected. They were looked at to be wise men and people and thus sought out for important decisions and guidance and rulings. That's what elders are supposed to be doing. Responsible for teaching the people, responsible for watching over the, the people and responsible for living a holy life. And uh, not only are they living a holy life, but they're encouraging others to live a holy life so that the nation can prosper. The pastor should not be the only one prospering in the church. The people, there should be someone else, not just the deacons either. There should be others that are prospering in the church uh, and prospering enough that they can teach and show others. Share the information, share what you're doing uh, that is helping you to prosper unto with the Lord in mind. When they follow the path, when the, when the people followed the path of adultery, the nation decayed and suffered. They lived among the people, the pastor, the watchman, excuse me, let's, let's stick to the word watchman. The watchman lived among the people and being actively involved in the community and in the lives of others. The third verse says, if when you see the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. The minister needs to be sober so that he can hear the and see the sword coming. He needs to be wide awake, not sleep. You know, I heard a, a, a little boy say, everyone, everyone, eyes closed don't mean they sleep. Neither if their eyes is open don't mean that they're awake. A watchman deals with real life situations that impact him. You know, the watchman has a responsibility. If he's married, the watchman has a responsibility of his family as well. And you know, uh, the watchman, the watchman is a human being. When the watchman gets hurt, if he, he can get cut, you know, uh, uh, it might be hammering a nail and, and get hammered on, could be walking and trip and fall, get ill, have a bad hair day, might lose some money, uh, be impacted by the affliction in the land. You know, when the land is inflicted, and when people are doing things that they want to do and God calls them, to, the, the watchman is also dealing with all of that too. They have to face those realities and keep the faith so that they can obtain a good report with God, no matter what. No matter what is going on. The Bible said uh, that the elders obtain a good report by having faith, by having faith. And so, you know, I was examining some things. I was thinking the other day about how faith, uh, our faith, you know, <clears throat> sometimes we don't like to deal with what we're, we don't like to confess that I'm dealing with something, you know. Uh, maybe you're hit with uh, depression. Maybe you're hit with some sadness or anything or like that. But you have to face that you're being hit with something in order to deal with it. You can't ignore the elephant in the room. And too often we do that or have done that, and it's not good. You have to deal with the situation. And in order to, and while you're dealing with the situation, you still, you still want to be faithful to God. Uh, don't ever leave where the presence of God is to, to call yourself getting yourself together. 
If you could get yourself together, then Jesus wouldn't have needed to die on the cross. He would not have needed to go down into grave and preach to those that were sometime disobedient. He would not have needed to rise again. He would not have needed to lay captivity captive and give gifts unto men. Uh, some prophet, apostles, evangelists, teachers, pastors, for the perfecting of the saints. If you could, if you could get yourself together and hand it off, you know, hey, you need to give us your secret. But that's not the reality. That's not the truth. That's why people are on pills. That's why people are, are self-sedating. That's why people are doing things uh, because they cannot handle it on their own. And self-sedating is not is not limited because, uh, see, you know, chocolate is a, a feel good food. <laughs> and so, you know, there are a lot of things that we eat and do uh, because we're trying to cover up it in emotion. And so we have to be careful and deal with the reality. You know, it doesn't hurt to say, look, I don't feel good. Look, I'm sad. Look, it's something going on with me right now and I'm working through it with the help of God. And I'm not ignoring God and I'm not ignoring my responsibilities or anything like that, but I'm working through it. The watchman deals with the same thing. And so you need to understand that. So the watchman, the watchman, then when he hear the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own hand. If the watchman gives the warning, let you know. So the watchman, not Gumby, not Homer Simpson. We're talking about a true watchman. Uh, you know, and uh, not a hireling, but someone that receives an actual call into ministry, into action, will sound the trumpet with a presence of mind that I am saving two groups of people. I'm saving those that listen to me and I'm saving myself. If you don't listen and you be overtaken, then the blood is on you, not the watchman. Well, he didn't tell me. Yes, they did. You ignored it. You listened to the pew preacher. You listen to someone else. I'm running out of time here. But listen, the fifth, uh, I'm, I'm coming to an end, though. He heard the sound of the trumpet, the watchman, and took not, and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him. So when the, when the watchman says, listen, uh, the sound of the trumpet, uh, he's warning, he's warning, and you don't listen, then you have to deal with the consequences on your own. But if the watchman see this war come and blow not the trumpet, listen, you better tell the watchman, pray for the watchman. Lord, bless that watchman to keep his eyes open, eyes wide open. Lord, bless that watchman to keep his ears clear. Lord, help that watchman to stay sober minded. Don't be wandering off into other directions and other things and getting involved in mischief and things that are going to mislead the people of God. Lord, pray for that watchman. Stir that watchman up so that he can see the sword coming, so that he can hear from heaven and know what's going on. If the watchman blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his own iniquity, but his blood will I require of the watchman's hand. I don't want my hands covered with anybody's blood. That's already a weighty responsibility than to be responsible for someone else's life. And so therefore, we have to take the ministry of God very seriously. This would be a good subject for a ministerial council. And so the watchman, watchman, you need to protect yourself, even when it hurts, when they don't want to hear, when they walk away, 
when they have excuses, uh, uh, they're giving you excuses about the word of God. Save yourself. Don't stop preaching. Don't stop teaching and exhorting the word of God. Cry loud and spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. We all, as ministers, we have to do like Peter uh, said. To, and the Bible says in Acts 2 and 4, it says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untorn generation. Save yourself. And the only way that the, the watchman can save himself is by living holy and warning others uh, when he hear and see uh, the hand of God, when he sees and hear the hand of God. Lord, we thank you for your word, this exhortation this evening, and we just pray and ask that you will bless us to receive you and to hold on to your word, Lord. Lord, and I pray for those that are maybe sick, not feeling well in their body. Lord God, you know the situation of every man, woman, boy, and girl. Lord God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that Lord, even as you, as they go, Lord God, that you would bless them. Send your anointing ahead, Lord God, as you did in the days of old. Lord God, for your word will heal when no physical presence is there. Your word, Lord God, will provide and will meet the need. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have someone, uh, uh, the, the Bible, uh, get, a, get some bless oil. Get some bless oil. Bless oil or olive oil, as you know, represents the anointing of God. It represents the spirit of the Lord. You don't have to bathe in it. You don't, you don't have to, you know, uh, pour it all over yourself and then like that and, and set up or anything. But listen, just a, a little drop of anointing oil. And, 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 you know, I anoint myself when I when I'm fasting and when I'm coming off a of fast, um, I anoint myself. And I know the spirit of God is with me. I'm with me. I, I know he dwells in me because I was filled with the Holy Ghost by through his evidence. And uh, and so uh, I know what the anointing oil would do uh, when it come down to saving the soul. And the Lord say the same. I'll share that testimony with you uh, at a later date. But if you've been blessed uh, by what you've heard, I ask that you would encourage i'm praying that you would encourage someone else you know share sml sunday uh, morning live uh, or sml inside the pages with someone else the lord has blessed us to be on uh, iHeartRadio radio and many other social medias you know and so let's uh, share the gospel because souls need to be saved and that's what this is about that's what the ministry is about is the saving of souls uh, songs uh, by our songstress and uh, featured in the, our respective property of the artists and the producers. Don't want to ever forget that. You know, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I, I hope to see you soon. If you're looking for a church home, you know, we have room for you. And if you're looking for your ministry to grow, you know, uh, we're looking to help you grow help you to grow and to be all that you can be in the Lord. With that being said, God bless you. Hope to see you soon or to see you there in Jesus' name. Amen.